Common Podcast. This is Background Noise from Undoing, a podcast where our guest entrepreneurs become masterclass instructors in a world both ruthless and rewarding. Entrepreneurs have each other's back. It's sort of an us-against-them mentality. And COVID-19 has accelerated this process, spinning off collaboration innovation, none more evident than in the growing maker gift box category, a physical manifestation of all-for-one if there ever was one. Ready to think inside the box? This is Background Noise. Before she even knew she was an entrepreneur, making crystal jewelry to satisfy a personal need soon became a thriving maker biz, providing her wares to others. She then became involved in Calgary's thriving maker movement, an army of crafters, artisans, designers of all stripes who had been enjoying a groundswell of interest from a growing shop local trend. But rather than letting COVID derail this vital and undervalued part of the local economy, she pivoted in a way that pulled her and dozens like her into a business model, which was an undoing of the way distribution was done. YYC Collab Box is a themed curation of gifts, meticulously packaged, promoted, and delivered to Calgarians craving that local human touch, but who have been cut off by Corona. You're about to hear someone who's as passionate about sustaining the local artisanal industry as she is her own company. But first, as usual, Undoing's co-founder Mark Bobin and I discussed the learnings from Shauna Vowell. The idea of collaboration. Um, it's a skill that's transferable to wherever you go in your life, right? You learn collaboration when you're in kindergarten. You're no longer just the, the king or queen of the mountain. You're having to play with others in the sandbox, and then slowly that evolves into getting along with others, into the well known and rather infamous group projects you have to do in post-secondary and then getting into the work world and having to work with others. And so, you know, this is something that's portable from the time you grab your lunch kit when you're a kindergartner all the way to the end of your career. So collaboration is not just a word to her. It's not just, you know, something that you would define and say, here's what it is. She lives it. She lives it and she, she's used it in her name. And that's ironic because the the abbreviation collab has come to take on a variety of different perceptions in social media. Everyone's collabing. Everyone's looking for a collab. And we've talked about that on The Daily Undoing many times on how, you know, we shouldn't necessarily mistake collabs with true collaboration, which in the in the latter means mutual value exchanged by all members of a collaboration, right? Whereas collabs is, as they're so well touted, particularly in Instagram, often just means, you know, I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine. I'll do this favor for you, but it, you owe me two of your favors. It, 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 it somehow in that world tends to become less, less sincere somehow to me. However, having said that, you know, you can speak to nobody who's, who seems more sincere than Shauna in this, and she she proved it. She she took a huge loss in terms of her time value, uh, the time that she spent putting together the first collab box, which was just a labor of love. 
right? She had seen the world around her implode the way everyone else has had. And she had seen herself and all of her artisanal friends in Calgary, truly talented craft people of all stripes. She'd seen them, their, their distribution channels cut off. And she thought, well, what can I do about this? And she had seen this kind of thing happening. She wasn't the first to do this collaboration gift box idea, but she thought there's a way that I can make mine special and make it truly Calgarian and gather up together the people that, that I know of and, and they know of. And I'm really going to decorate this in a special way. And she spent an inordinate amount of time just curating the box that she wanted to use for this. And so her end of the collaboration deal in the first, the first go round was really lopsided in favor, I think, of the collaborators. They were getting a great deal from working with her. She was, she was doing all, she was sort of the Amazon of this little collaboration. She was doing all the grant work and she, she loved it so much that she wanted to do it again. And now that she's into her second one, I think she sees no end to it. So yeah, I think collaboration is, is certainly the skill that she, she just does intuitively. Really, when you're thinking about marketing and thinking about business and starting a company and being an entrepreneur, you've got to think about the fact that you have to have something to offer and you need to think about how that exchange is going to work on the other side. And then when you think about it from the perspective of businesses working together, the way you get taught in business school is oftentimes things are very adversarial. Things are, you know, every company to themselves, they have to fight it out, fighting each other to win, to gain market share, to do this, to do that. But when you look at a lot of stories, you know, of companies and how they've come to be, they've oftentimes been willing to collaborate, work together, give up something, right? It's, it, you know, during the podcast it talks about the amount of time that she gave and the amount of time that she gave, at least she was a way to, had a way to find value with that. Something that entrepreneurs struggle with, something that you and I have struggled with over the years as well. And so it, it is interesting to see true collaboration. It's that idea of how you build a network. And if you go networking and you wonder why networking is sometimes so stressful, it's because you're usually going up to somebody, asking them for a favor and you've got nothing to offer them. That's why it's not good to think about it in that way. It's better to think about what does both sides have? What are you going to bring to them? So that mutual ability to sort of think about the other party. And yeah, she put a lot of work into things, but she's going to reap the benefits now. People are going to be lining up to work with her. So there is a benefit to doing it also. She has a lot of runway ahead of her. And I think that she's actually looking forward to be, being able to continue to do this you know, once the world has returned to the way it was pre-COVID. And I think in a way, Mark, that this is, it's a new distribution channel for these people who would otherwise have relied on you know, going to two or three markets a year. I mean, either that or Etsy or your own website. This is kind of that omni distribution concept that, that has kind of become a part of getting your product out there. And she's, she's kind of at the center of it. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's compelling to talk to somebody at such an early stage to see what they're going through and to listen and to learn from what they're, you know, she hasn't had to maybe go through all of the different challenges she's going to face, but she's got the right attitude and how she's faced what she's had to do so far. And so listening to somebody that early on, using something external that happened to them, like the pandemic, to turn it into something positive and collaborative, it really is an, it's sort of an interesting insight into a very early stage for somebody in the entrepreneurial journey. So why don't we have a listen? I'm Shauna Vowell. I am with YYC Collab Box. 
It's a, I'm the curator of a collection of small local YYC companies. Um, we offer fabulous products all packaged up together in order to create something really great. This is such a passion point for us here at Undoing. We started this interview series months before COVID and it was it was certainly a purpose they put together then to spotlight Calgary entrepreneurs, but it's become this flywheel over the last couple of months because of the camaraderie between businesses in Calgary, more collab than compete. And when I saw you show up, I think randomly on some post on Instagram, I just had to bite. Uh, and as, and I must say that since exploring your story a little bit more, if, I've come to realize that that you're not alone. There seem to be a, a handful of organizations like you that, that, as you say, curate the goodies from others, putting them together into meaningful packages. Is that an accurate um, interpretation? Are there others like you doing similar things? Absolutely. Um, I When I first started looking at doing this, I actually had got the idea from a group of businesses that decided to come together and offer their products in a box type offering because of the, all of the closures, because they were no longer able to host their retail space. And in order to stay relevant, current, heck, just selling their goods, they everybody's had to become quite fluid in new ideas and that was one idea that I had seen and so it actually spurred me into thinking how to increase visibility for my own products and and increase in value as well because by putting all the products together that of course does increase the volume volume value sorry as a total so uh, I have since seen I, I couldn't tell you exactly how many but I have seen them kind of popping up all over and not only just, you know, in the city, they're kind of popping up in little small areas around the city as well. So they, everybody's come together to create and, and generate something new, which is exactly like you said. I mean, instead of competing, this has certainly been a really great thing to see for sure. I have to say, a couple dozen shows in on a podcast called Background Noise. I don't think I've ever heard background noise quite as pleasant as the one I'm hearing from you. I hear the birds chirping. <laughs> yes. Let's, um, let's talk about you because you said that you are, um, you take up a proportion of the, the, the packaged boxes that you curate and send out. What do you do? What's your passion in terms of a maker? Um, what I, my products are mostly gemstone bead-based, mala bracelets, necklaces. I've kind of buried in a couple of other things that I've tried to do as well, but uh, I have a passion for crystals, gemstones, and their healing qualities. <laughs> And they just look really good on a person as well. So that was what I had started uh, just over a year ago now. And 
the majority of my business took place in trade shows, which of course, with everything that's happening, can we got completely cut off at the knees in terms of what we were able to do. And we had to be pushed completely to an e-commerce type business. E-commerce type business, but yet as opposed to the perception that creates amongst most, most people, yours is an incredibly personal business as well. So there's a couple of angles that we need to explore here. Let's start though a little bit more individually with you and how you came to be um, a maker and seller of these crystals that you make. Give us a little bit of a short bio on Shauna. Uh, I would say about 15 years ago now, I started looking into alternative health measures just due to some health issues myself. And I wanted to stay away from all sorts of pharmaceuticals. And so I had looked into, all, like I said, some alternative measures and I started learning about crystals and their meanings and maybe what they had to offer and it's exceptionally personal and of course not everybody believes that but that's something that I really dove into and I just started creating them for myself personally and it blew up from there because it was sort of like not only are they beautiful but people started asking about what they offered in terms of you know, their physical meaning or their metaphysical meanings. And then they were, I had friends, family, strangers, friends of friends asking if I could make some for them as well. And I was giving away a lot more than anything. And that eventually that brought me to the place where I thought, okay, I should give it a shot and see if it was something that I could do as a, as a side business. And um, it kind of took off from there. I ended up selling within the first month to a local salon and she hosted a number of my products in her space. So it was really, it was a very positive feedback for me in terms of that happening. Am I picturing this correctly? You would receive, um, for lack of a better term, a lump of some sort of mineral in which you would shape into wearable jewelry, attach, the uh, required elements to it. Did you start with uh, the raw material in that form or did you buy them as pre-made ready to sell? I buy them as raw stone beads and then I make whatever it is from there. Okay, so you're doing um, surprisingly for you some, some really great business here. Your brand is taking off. What were you called? Was it, was it just your name? and jewelry or was, was there a brand name attached to what you were doing? Uh, that company's name is Awaken the Gems. Awaken the Gems. All right. yes. So you're, you're doing this, you're an entrepreneur, you're selling you know, this amazing jewelry that people are believing not only looks good, but literally feels good, makes them feel good. And then COVID happens and you pivot. And you've seen some examples of people doing something like this and you think, wow, I can do that too. What, what was your idea that you could take and run with this in a way that was slightly, slightly or a lot different than the, the establishments that you saw out there already? I think that what I wanted and have achieved uh, 
to date is I wanted to make sure that everybody who wanted to participate in a collab box with me was a small local business and their products were created, made, produced, what have you in this city because really it was about putting back into our local economy because of what was happening or in response to perhaps what was happening and increasing the visibility of these small makers as well uh staying relevant current and yeah i didn't i haven't done extensive research that says that others aren't doing that as well but that specifically for me is quite important the people that and, and i have a lot of people that approach me as well so i'm not saying that they don't but the ones that i've tried to include in the current boxes are definitely yyc local made goods produced here selling out of here how's that awesome i've got so many questions around this i think it's fascinating <laughs> it almost is a um it's an innovation of distribution that would not have happened without a black swan event and it goes back to a you know, the days of yore where things were, were done like this a lot and it's come full circle. So I want to go down that pathway, but I also wanted to talk about how you began this process. Like, so you see this trend happening, you think I want to do this too, but I've got my own criteria that I want to solve. Right. So how did you start? How did you begin to package this idea together into something that then you could take out to people and attract them to it? It was kind of a whirlwind. Uh, it began in April, and I think from start to finish, it was seven days where I saw uh, one group that I had this offered, and I had just seen the one, and I thought, that's a fantastic idea. And it was down in Kensington, and I wanted to keep, I thought, well, I'm going to try something like that in a different area and keep it fairly local to South Calgary. It, it didn't work out that way, but all I ended up doing was start contacting small local businesses that I had, that had popped up genuinely for me as well. And I had started contacting them and it was kind of overwhelming because everybody was on board immediately, immediately. The first, eight people that I contacted were all yeses. And I was so humbled, frankly, that everybody was so eager and ready to be involved without hesitation. Heck, they didn't even have any sort of parameters and neither did I, it happened so quickly. And everybody was saying yes. And so within seven days, I had contacted all the vendors for that first YYC Fab Collab box. They and got all of their products to me so that we, I could have photographed and then we launched seven days later that quickly. Amazing. And how did you discover them? Were you, were you cherry picking off of Instagram based on people that you were following and tags you were following? Yes, that's absolutely true. And um, 
two of the vendors I had met at other events that I had attended, they were also there. And, and so I had known their product prior to, and I contacted two of those persons as well. Okay, so you become this pseudo retailer for all of these companies packaged together in these themed boxes. So you've solved one problem in getting these makers to continue making and selling. Now you've got to figure out the other side of the equation, and that is distributing and selling these to customers who kind of like the makers have been handcuffed by COVID as well. There's no place for them to go to buy this stuff. Um, but with trade shows, as you mentioned earlier on, you can see demand. It's visible. It's there. And in a time of trade shows, people are walking around with at least credit cards in their wallets to spend. Post and during COVID, they're a little more reluctant to spend and they don't know where to go. So how did you, how did you create demand? How did you um, go about selling? How many did you sell? What is the capacity for an operation like this to be a distributor? So many questions. I don't know. You can pick any one of those and. and <laughs> okay. Um, well, I decided that once those packages were put together or the, once I had all of the product and put it into this beautiful packaging, I launched its own Instagram page and I did it before I decided to put it up for sale. And one of the really important things I think here is that uh, not only myself, but all of the other businesses that are in these boxes have reduced the cost of their products so that we can create the best looking and the most valuable box. But for exactly those reasons, for, you know, a very good price. Because I'm very well aware of sort of all of the businesses that had, well, all businesses that had to close down. And so everybody's definitely less likely to be spending on, you know, various items. So for me, that first box was really based on a, I thought, what better idea than to put together something that was a relaxing sort of anti-anxiety feel because there was, and still, is to be fair very real fear and stress and all of these things happening out in the world and so you know those products are something that you would normally use and then there's some little there's other products that you wouldn't normally use but all put into something for a very reasonable price and i decided on instagram because of well it's just worked very well for me in terms of my other business and then I tried to generate some buzz about it by inviting a lot of other people to kind of take a peek and I also have a Facebook page put together um, for the YYC collab box and I just tried to invite as many people as possible because I agree there's 
one of the biggest challenges is how to create interest in something that could possibly seem frivolous. So I'm, I'm looking at one of these boxes now. I think before we started to talk, and as I was um, attracted to your story in the first place, I imagined a box, kind of like, I don't know, a good food box delivered to my door or you know, a, a larger size box. These are ornate gift boxes, right? Yes. And so how many items, I don't know where to start, how many went out in your first shipment and were they all uniform? Did they all include the exact same products? So each one, I, own, I have one box right now. That box I call the Fab Collab Box. That is the first box that launched with the relaxation slash anti-anxiety products. And every single one of those boxes has been made exactly the same. They have the same products. Um, you know, there's a candle. It's the same scent. They're all uniform. Um, I'm just getting ready to launch the second box of my collection. I'm extremely excited about it. And that one will have, you know, it's, I believe, uh, 14 products in it. And the first one had 11 products. But I am, I think the box itself, that box is the representation of the YYC collab. And I love it and I think it's beautiful. And I hope that that box will host all of the variations of collab boxes that are to come. How many did you sell the first time around? Well, I'll answer that question. But in answering that question, this group of small makers are not necessarily some of the businesses that are involved with the collab boxes are so small that they are not able to generate large volumes and so i call it small and impactful and i think it's amazing because it really is supporting local yyc business in that case and so the first box to date has there's been 30 boxes sold of that first box. So it. since just before May, uh, they started selling. So there have been 30 sales of those altogether. And we happened to hit Mother's Day, which was great. I was going to say, there, there had to be a, a nice little uptick there. And yeah. what were you selling them for? That box is $105 for all the products. And Shauna, I have to ask you some questions here, which I don't want you to take the wrong way because they're not intended to be, but you're putting in a lot of effort into this. You've, you've, you've envisioned this. You've, I'm, I'm very intentionally curated this box and the, the pieces that go into it. Time, 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 valuable time. Is there, without getting into specifics, are you taking some sort of a margin on this? Are you doing this out of the goodness of your heart to get your, to get your gemstones out there as well? This is a really hard question because this first box where the idea was generated was truly to increase visibility and to get great small makers together 
and sell products uh, and hopefully generate enough interest from people to want to put back into these things. And I think it's an amazing box. I mean, I know because I've curated it, I could toot my own horn. So that being said, that first box was a lesson for sure because I did not take a percentage at all of the cost of the box. I only, each product that is in there, what, the price was determined by the actual maker, creator, artisan, vendor, what have you. So the cost of the products themselves plus the packaging and a very small delivery fee is the total cost of the box. Hmm. Does that answer your question? It did. And yet you were, you were very clear in saying that this was a lesson to you. So yeah. number two is going to be different. And I'm sure that your makers um, would appreciate the, that your time is worth something as well. And you've you've determined that you have to uh, attach some sort of fee to that too. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's where you're going with this. True. That's correct. Yes. The amount yeah. of time I, I have, worked very hard at trying to generate interest and and marketing and i have put a lot of time into this for sure also because i truly believe in it and i actually am quite passionate about it i think this is amazing that there isn't a bunch of negative competition that everybody it's really overwhelming how many people have contacted me about wanting to get products together and work together. And frankly, they have no idea who I am or, you know, how much I can actually sell for them, but everybody is so welcoming and they, they, I've had, I wish that it was possible to uh, create as many boxes as the number of companies that have approached me. It's just, it's overwhelming. And so I think that it's not unheard of to attach a small fee to it for sure, because the amount of time that I'm spending trying to get business for each one of these individual local businesses is quite consuming. Shana, I'm personally, I'm happy for you. I. I think it's it's a it's a mistake I think that intentional entrepreneurs make early and maybe don't learn the lesson quickly enough that their time and their innovation and their sense of invention and so on are really worth something they're they're part of the value proposition and I think we tend to overlook that we don't charge for our time and right. in many cases that's the most important part because yeah. this stuff isn't going to get done without our time. So I'm happy to hear that that's the plan going forward. And I <laughs> would assume and, and hope that all those who are going into this box appreciate that and are more than willing to pay whatever your, um, your fee is for that. So that's awesome. I have to ask you about where this is all going. It's almost like, as is so often the case in my t conversations with people during COVID, that COVID has in fact, serendipitously turn the tide in their favor. You've taken this decimating 
pandemic, you know, which has the, the downside of it has been more than well covered over the last couple of months. And you've you've seen this this thing happen to small businesses that you've then pivoted and made into a positive. Sooner or later, we're, we will revert to the way things were, although I hope not completely, okay. especially in cases like this. I see this as being a brand new distribution network for some of these makers. It, it's, it's old, but it's new. Do you know what I mean? No, I totally get it. I've had similar thought. And initially when I curated the first box, I was not thinking about future. I was thinking about immediate and, you know, just getting through whatever we were going to have to get through. I don't think anybody knew at that time. So there was no long-term plan for that. Since that time, of course, I have expanded that vision and thought, well, why not? Because I also think that the takeaway in all of this is to continuously and because i know there's a huge buy local yyc movement i know that there is i've seen it everywhere um and you know i know that there are a lot of people that maybe didn't put so much focus into that are doing that very thing right now and so i would hope that regardless that all of you know the retailers are starting to open that the real gift is that people have seen the true value, the expertise, the creativity, and the talent that exists right here around them, and how many there are, and how inspiring of a time to be a person who maybe has those talents and are on the fence about whether or not they should start something on their own or something new. And this is an amazing place to be an entrepreneur. I have to say that. I have to say that. It's an amazing place geographically, Calgary, you mean? Yes, absolutely. And, and an, amazing, an amazing place historically as well. Yes. Like this wouldn't have, you would not have stumbled upon to this without a, a deadly pandemic. Absolutely not. I would not have been, I don't think that I would have been driven to think this idea up because we're, we, I was so focused on how do I get my, product how do i support my products where am i going what am i doing whereas now it's been turned around to you know as a collective what do we have to offer and so i guess to answer another question in future i've thought how wonderful it would be if everyone was still as focused on supporting locally that there would be kind of like a large community collective where people could pick and choose and make their own box that represents what they want and with you know a list of makers there are so many it's overwhelming and everybody has these incredible products of course the you know the products that i put in have a lot of my own taste because i'm choosing them and curating these boxes but it's endless and I hope to be able to approach as many people as possible and grow and put things together where we're all working together for sure. Does this compete or complement Etsy? Uh, I think every, 
there's so many different uh, venues like Etsy. I'm not super familiar with Etsy, but I think that a lot, some of the makers that are in the box have their own products on Etsy. And so it could be, and there's, there's Amazon handmade. There's, there's a ton of different uh, venues that sell such products. But I think, I mean, it depends, it's your perspective, right? Like when you go down the cookie aisle at the grocery store, there isn't one type of cookie. There's hundreds of cookies there. There's a place for everyone. And it's all like, I hope you try my flavor at some point. And, you know, at some point you're going to try a different flavor. Is that competition or is that complimentary? <laughs> it's perspective. Yeah, we could all use a little bit more of that, I think, rather than trying to have to choose between A or B, right? Right. You mentioned cookies. I see all kinds of growth opportunities here. Would you, you're only into box two, but, you know, and I'm hoping that, that, that this sticks beyond the time that, that we are uh, unmasked and wandering the face of the earth freely again. I hope this sticks. Would, would, would you want it to stick? Would you want this to continue to the point where now local box YYC is a going concern. You have a website. You now are sort of digitally retailing as well. You're a deliverer, you're a curator, you're a packager, you're, you're all of these things and you're into all of these different categories. Do you even think that far ahead or do you just look at the next box that you're trying to put together? I think I've done both. I would love for it to continue. I am... I have so much fun in all honesty meeting and and it's not even necessarily face to face because there are some of these makers I haven't even met face to face it has been a drop on the doorstep pick up at the doorstep kind of back and forth some of the people I have not met face to face but I have such fun uh meeting all of these different people, personalities, and getting familiarized with the different products that are available. It's been so fantastic that I think that that's something I don't know if I wanna not do anymore. That, it's been an amazing social part of what's been going on in the last little while and I enjoy it greatly. I, for me, I could see this continuing for sure. I can hear it in your voice. And um, I, I love the idea. And it, these makers couldn't have a better representative for their product. You become an agent in that way as well. So how, it doesn't sound like you need to attract more makers to your nest, but I, <laughs> I, if there are people listening who would love to meet you and connect with you and possibly get on some sort of a uh, wait list how can they do that uh, reach out through instagram at the yyc collab box um, that's probably the best way because i can keep track of everyone and then it has their product and their brand name and then that's probably the best way currently that i can think of so there's this micro everyone's getting along, all these small businesses are getting along, even direct competitors of one another. And then they're put into all these different um, 
gift boxes, however many there are in Calgary, and I'm sure the trend is is consistent throughout the world. What has what has the nature of communication and collaboration been like between you and others in Calgary doing similar things? Uh, there has been, I, I'm sure that, you know, there's some background noise, let me use that phrase, uh, that have created some tension about having similar ideas ideas and a similar business but i haven't felt like there's been any nothing other than support for one another how's that um we do different things and we have different visions for sure and i truly if they are successful that means that what i'm actually trying to achieve is also successful because we're all taking small local businesses and trying to increase their relevance right now and generate uh, income for the local economy. So their success is really my success. I live in this city and I know that maybe sounds unbelievable to people, but I genuinely mean that if they are succeeding, so am I. I hope they look at it the same way. You know, it's, there does come a, a time in business where things can tend to get overly competitive and tension filled. But if everyone looked at it the same way, there could be a collab of collabs, right? Absolutely. Um, and essentially, that's what a trade show is. Those, that, those are what country fairs are. Yes. So there's no reason why there can't be um, collabs amongst the collabs. I'm looking at one photo on your Instagram page now that you must have snapped somewhere else. If each of us spent $100 a year more on local businesses instead of chain stores, it would put an extra $3 million a year into our economy. Not only that, but it would create thousands more jobs every year. Where did you find that? I found that on another Instagram makers page. So I, I took it right off of their page and I couldn't have felt more attached to it at the time. Prior, long before COVID ever happened, the city here was experiencing some great pains because of the fall of oil and gas. And a lot of, and the reason I'm saying that is a lot of our local businesses were shutting doors and rapidly, some long term standing YYC businesses. And it was, it, it's heartbreaking to watch that, of course. And that was just, that's the sign of the times. And that was before all of this started happening. And I've seen some stats somewhere saying that, you know, between three and 6% of businesses won't make it back. And so I'm quite attached to that because the more, it couldn't be more relevant, the longer we support our own local economy that generates a stronger economy and from maybe from the bottom up inside out does that seem like a fair statement it's perfect how would you like your makers to speak of you when others are talking about you and you're not within earshot what would make you feel like purpose has been served in terms of your little gift box collaboration. I would like 
them to feel as though, or I would like them to think that they've been supported and that their idea of what a collaboration is matches that of mine, that we are on board in thinking the same way of what, and that I have done what I intended to do, which was increase, you know, likes, clicks, visibility, um, hopefully generate more awareness about their business. And then, yeah, at the end of the day, if that means personal business for them, well, I hope they get that too. I hope that that's what, what they would feel. Sure they do already. Shauna, the, uh, the time that you and I have just connected on Instagram is only a couple of days less than what it took you to start this thing up. So I'm just in awe of that. And forever grateful that you gave me some some time and insight into your wonderful story. So thank you. Well, thank you. I'm super grateful and humbled by other people's interest and the time being put in to find out more about it. We're all in this together. It's a cliche that uh, will never get cheesy to me. I agree. Shada Vowell, founder of YYC Collab Box. Her Dude Box, a specially curated collection of locally made gifts for dad, is available now. Hit up YYC Collab Box on Instagram and get the details and DM her to order. Or go to her site, awakenthegems.ca, and search Collab. You'll be supporting a host of local small businesses, and the dad husband in your life will receive not one, but 15 cool gifts. How many times can you say win? Stay safe and healthy, and thanks for making us your background noise. It means a lot.